when we're resisting and we're making wrong what we're experiencing and we, we're, we're not okay with what is, we can't go to a new place from trying to avoid, distract, redirect where we're at. It only works when we accept what is and then go, now what? Now, how do I want to show up? Now, how do I want to experience this life? Now, how do I want to experience this relationship? Are you sick and tired of your life and relationships being so difficult, resulting in that endless frustrating cycle of directing, correcting, and ordering the people in it, ultimately draining you of your happiness? So how are people like you and I, who care and are willing to invest in our relationships, people who are willing to take ownership of our behaviors and actions, how are we able to make the changes necessary to create intentional relationships? Well, that is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Lindsay K. Porter, and welcome to Enlightened Relationships. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Enlightened Relationships. I am excited to be back with you for another week. And last week, you guys, we talked about our brain and whether or not in our life we're focused on problems or solutions. We're going to continue the dialogue on our brain. You know, I think, again, I said this last week, but a lot of what we experience in this life is because of the way we think. It's the meanings we assign other people's actions. It's the thoughts we have about other people. It's the perception of the world in which we live in that creates the experiences we have. And so you guys, our brain is such an important aspect to the world we live in to the life that we experience, to the relationships we connect or disconnect in. It's all about the way we perceive, the way we observe, the meanings we create based on experiences we have. Our brain, you guys, is such a powerful aspect of the world we live in and how we experience it. And what I want you to truly understand and know is the experiences of your life. I promise you have more control over them with the way you think about them. And this is what we're going to talk about today. So you are wired. Each one of us walking planet earth are wired to avoid pain. We don't like pain. Okay. We don't like pain and we want more pleasure. We want to experience more goodness in our life. We don't want to feel bad. We don't like to experience feeling bad. It's not where we want to stay. We want to feel good in life. And that is such a wonderful thing because it really helps you identify where maybe you have some work to do. Maybe there's different ways that you can look at things. I'm going to share this, you know, you know, I'm building a business. I'm working on my business. I'm, you know, trying to help and serve as many people who are ready to do this work. That's where I'm at. And there are times, you know, with husband working and schooling and kids now back in school, and we're starting up sports activities, and I'm trying to accomplish so many things in my business, um, serve those in my community, those that I have stewardship over in some of the callings I do in my church. All of those things go on in the world. And so I can have this, ah, my day is so full and so stressed and I'm so overwhelmed with it that I have this, you know what I need? 
I want to feel good again because I'm feeling like I'm in pain with the story that I have about how crazy busy my world is, how crazy busy my life is, that I want to seek some pleasure. And you've heard me talk about this, but one of those pleasure seeking things for me is a Dairy Queen Blizzard. And what I want you to know, maybe in your world, there is a pattern or something, a device, a go-to quick hit of something that's going to feel good to you. And that, my friend, I promise, is what I like to call false pleasure. It's not a lasting pleasure. And how do I know what's a false pleasure? How do I know that my Dairy Queen blizzard is a false pleasure for me? It's because I go back to feeling bad afterwards. There used to be this layer of shame when I would have a blizzard, like, oh, Lindsay, why did you do this? You know, it's not going to make you feel better, right? There used to be that additional layer of shame. And I've been able to do the work for myself around eliminating that layer because I don't go into shame of the device that I was holding onto to bring me this pleasure, this temporary pleasure. I see it for what it is, right? I know that I'm reaching for this. I'm consciously choosing this, not unconsciously going and I'm getting a blizzard, right? And so it is different for me now, but I still go back to the, wow, I'm still stressed. So it has nothing to do with the things that we have to get done in our day and everything to do with the way we think. Think about it. You are naturally wired, as am I, to want to feel good. And so oftentimes we want to get out of the pain we're experiencing as quickly as possible. And so we sometimes do this by avoiding whatever it is that we view as painful, whether it's the thought or the story or a person, another human being, or quitting our jobs because it's just too much pain for us. We're trying to avoid it. So let's be done with it so we can no longer feel that pain. So we're avoiding. Sometimes we're distracting ourselves from thinking about it. You know, we keep ourselves busy so we don't have time to interact with another human being that we think is causing pain for us. Or maybe you resonate with me because this is the way I showed up so often in my life. And it was me accessing control. I was like, if I can control everything external to me, then I could feel better about my life because I was experiencing pain in order for me to be out of pain. If I could control everything, my kids, the way that they were behaving, my husband and what he was doing or not doing, like however it was, I was trying to control, which I did spend a lot of time here. I was exhausted by it. And it never worked. It never worked, you guys. Control doesn't work. I just, I'm going to put it out there because this was my modality of trying to avoid pain was controlling more of my experience and, and trying to control those outside of me. So I could feel better about my life, about my relationships, about my parenting, like whatever it was, if I could put more control around it and know exactly what it was going to look like, I could feel better. Total illusion, you guys. It is. Control is an illusion. It doesn't exist. I'm going to share with you right here, right now. And if you're hearing me, please make note of this. If this speaks to you in the way that you show up in your world, it's an illusion. What ends up happening are the people around you understand what it is that you need. And they may pretend for you for a while 
to appease you, to try to please you, but it's not really authentic to them. And so we go back into the ways in which we were doing things. And so it just doesn't work. And the other aspect of this is when they were appeasing me and they were pleasing me in the way I thought I needed it, sometimes it worked and sometimes it didn't, which akin told me the problem was nothing to do with anyone outside of me and everything to do with the chronic thought patterns that I had in my life. Here's another way that we try to avoid pain and and we're quick to want to redirect, even with those that I work with, you know, when we're experiencing this, it's like, what else could I be thinking about this? that's going to feel better to me. And so we want to quickly swap the thoughts that we're having about a circumstance or a situation so we can feel better. How can I look at this in a more positive way, in a way that's going to make me feel good about it? right? And so we're not really resolving the problem. We're not really creating the pleasure that we're looking for in our life. And so what I want to offer to you guys today is that like these solutions can be useful and they can be useful in particular ways and in certain conditions when you need them. And they can also keep you stuck, you know, in your misery. We're not really doing the work where the work needs to be done. And that's why these approaches can keep us stuck. Because if you want to experience lasting, permanent, transformational change, you have to do the work. And I promise you, you guys, the most effective way to make change possible is by first accepting what is. We got to accept what is, and I'm going to share some ways in which I do that. What do I mean by accepting what is? It's what is going on in your world. I'm going to share. I think I talk about my son's uniform socks often, but here it goes again. Those socks on the floor, when I am thinking they shouldn't be there, my son knows better. He's been taught that when we take clothing off of our body, socks included, they go in the dirty bin. When I have that story, when I think those thoughts, when I assign those meanings, my world doesn't feel good. And I show up and take action from that place sometimes if I don't catch myself in time. The facts of the situation is my son's black socks are on the floor. That's it. It's not good. It's not bad. It's not respectful or disrespectful. It's none of those things until I have thoughts about these socks. And that's all within my control, you guys. When I can accept, and I'm not picking on my son because I, I can truthfully tell you, each one of my kids leave articles of clothing somewhere throughout my home and in my backyard. So when I look at that and I don't make it wrong and I can accept, there's socks on my floor. Yes, that's that's what's real. Kids leave their things on the floor. That happens in my home. Maybe it doesn't in your home. And that's awesome. But it happens and it happens often in my home. And when I can really look at the facts that they're just socks on the floor, I don't have to get all sideways in what I'm making it mean or the thoughts that I have. And so this is really working on accepting, I'm going to use this word, the isness of life. It's the facts. So when I can separate the facts from my thoughts, from my story, from the meanings I'm assigning, I have a different experience. 
Okay. I'm going to go to another one of my favorite ones earlier. I shouldn't say what five years ago in our relationship. And I've seen it surfacing a little bit more in my world because my husband is working and schooling and there's lots of stuff that are going on for him in both. So this thought of, you know, my husband should be home with his family. We should have this, some quality time with the busyness of life. When that comes into my mind, I used to hold on to that. I would think he should be home by now. He should want to spend time with us. He should put work and school to the side for a period of time so we can have this quality time together as a family. And so I can go into that place and it never feels good. The facts, what is the reality, the isness of life is my husband's working or my husband's schooling. And I'm here with our children making dinner, having dinner when I'm thinking he should be home. But what's real and what's the facts is he's at work and it doesn't become a problem until I have these thoughts, these charged thoughts that create this downward spiral emotion from me. And sometimes when we can allow ourselves this realization that, okay, this is the facts. This is the story. When we can separate the facts from the story, from the meanings we're assigning, from the thoughts that we're perceiving about a situation, right? When we can separate that, it's less charged and it can allow you to really decide how you want to show up in those moments. And it takes time, practice, and conscious effort, you guys. Here's the other thing that helps when really focusing on accepting what is. When I have an experience where there is, where I'm wanting to experience something opposite than I currently am, I can find the appreciation in the contrast, in the opposition. It helps me discover something that I do want, or it helps reinforce something I want to continue to experience or I want to experience. And it helps us really identify your unique preferences to living this life experience. And so we can appreciate those moments when we're experiencing something unwanted to really appreciate, wow, now I know what I want. Now I have more clarity. Now I have the reinforcement of this is how I want to experience my life. And so we no longer have to focus on what's unwanted and really appreciate the experience for what it is, which is showing us more of what we do want, more of what we desire to experience in our life. And that's going to shift when we can appreciate that everything we experience is to really help us uniquely identify how we want to live a life, experience our relationships. It is a gift in all that we experience when we're looking for that. Okay. Here's another way in which it helps me to accept what is, and that is accessing compassion. And that is compassion for everyone. Sometimes it's me. You've heard me talk at the beginning of this episode about uh, blizzards, Dairy Queen blizzards. Sometimes I have to have compassion for myself that that was the thing that I chose, that that's where I went. It's not good or bad, right or wrong. It's a decision that was made, an action that was taken. And now what do I want to do about it? So it's having compassion for me. It's having compassion for my spouse who is crazy, busy season time of life with his job and back to school. 
It is compassion for my children that just want to take things off and strip down and leave them on the floor because they want to get back to having fun. I don't have to make it wrong. I can have compassion. Of course, they want to get back to fun. I like to get back to fun. Sometimes I like to get back to relaxing. It might look different, but I can appreciate and understand and have compassion when I can apply it to how I show up in my own world. And that, you guys, I promise you is a powerful question right there. Ask yourself, where have I shown up in that way? Like when we're looking at someone else and we're wanting them to do it differently or show up differently, when you can ask, how is it that I'm showing up in that way and look for it in your own world? It is the fastest path to access compassion because now you can relate. You can find a way in which you can relate to another person in the choices and decisions in which they're making. Use that question. Okay, here's another way in which really embracing what is, and that is forgiveness. Forgiveness of yourself, forgiveness of others that you may need to go into forgiveness with. Because I promise you this, I promise you, when you stay in unforgiveness, it doesn't have the ability to make an impact that creates justice. Do you know what happens? It continues to hold you in what is unwanted. You continue to hold yourself in experiences of resentment and bitterness, more of what you don't want because you can't access feel good emotions. You can't access or get back to a place of feeling good when you're stuck in unforgiveness. And so you guys, I am one that I I believe I am one that is quick to forgive. I'm quick to let go of the injustices, the unfairness, the things that go in my world that I wish wouldn't at times, right? Focusing on the unwanted. I don't even wish that anymore, right? That's just not where I show up because I know everything I'm experiencing is gaining expansion. I'm growing, I'm becoming, right? I'm, I'm able to up-level in being and showing up in my world for the highest good for me and those that are around me. And that's a beautiful space to be. And- You can't access that when you're stuck in unforgiveness. I tell my kids all the time because it's so human nature of us to when someone's wronged us, we want them to be punished. We want them to feel the pain that we're feeling. And so I see this often with my children in the way that they're showing up and I'm working with them to understand, to help them understand if they're wanting to and ready to, is you staying in unforgiveness is hurting who? It hurts and it's them. They want to point the finger to the other person that's hurting them because I'm ignoring them. I'm not speaking to them. I'm not interacting with them. I'm punishing them. But that's not the case. They've gone on in their world and they're playing on the next thing or doing the next thing or engaging with their friend. Like they've moved beyond the moment. And we're stuck in this unforgiveness thinking it's going to create some form of justice. And it just does not. It doesn't work that way, you guys. So work on accepting what is leveraging forgiveness, it will help you do just that. And here's the next thing. When we're working on changing, when we're working on creating a permanent thought pattern, a permanent way we want to see life, accepting what is, is the first step. The next thing is focusing on what is wanted and take action from that place. Focus on what is what you want and take action on that place. That may look like trying and trying and trying again to continue to try until you've accomplished what it is that you're wanting to do. 
Because when you're focused on what is wanted and you're, you're efforting and you're trying, I promise you guys, there's no such thing as failure until you stop trying, until you give up, until you quit. Because the only thing you'll gain through these experiences is life lessons, life learning, life experience that's going to only help you grow and expand and level yourself in ways so that you're showing up for your highest good. And that is such a beautiful thing. So once real acceptance, once you're really in a place of acceptance, then, and only then does redirecting to the new thought patterns that you want to create in your life become possible. When we're resisting and we're making wrong what we're experiencing and we, we're, we're not okay with what is, we can't go to a new place from trying to avoid, distract, redirect where we're at. It only works when we accept what is and then go, now what? Now, how do I want to show up? Now, how do I want to experience this life? Now, how do I want to experience this relationship? That is the only time that it works. So I want you to ask yourself, where are you showing up in resistance, in fighting what is in your life and in your relationships? Just notice it. Maybe it's with your children. Maybe it's with your spouse. Maybe it's with work and what it is that you're doing. Just notice where that resistance is and work in small moments of time if you even have to. Work on accepting the isness of life, leveraging those steps. What were they again? Separating the facts from your thoughts and your meanings, your story finding the things to appreciate about the contrasting experiences that you're having. Look for compassion. Where are we the same in how we're showing up? Leverage the power of forgiveness. All of this is going to get you access to you feeling better, being able to live in true pleasure of what I like to always say, you hear me talk about peace, love, and harmony. That's true pleasure right there, you guys. That's lasting pleasure. And you are able to access it when you, my friends, are showing up and accepting what is. It's the acceptance of life versus the resistance. That's how you get access to it. Because I hope this helps. I hope this served you today. If you are ready to do this relationship work with me, whether it's the relationship that you have with yourself, you want some support in the relationship with a spouse or someone, a partner, someone that you're dating. Maybe you want this support in a relationship as a parent and the children that you have. If there is a relationship you want to work on that you seem to continue to struggle with some of the same things or similar things, and you want some support, please reach out to me, you guys. I invite you to schedule your free consultation call with me to see how I can best support you. Go to the show notes. Schedule your call now. I look forward to speaking with you. I hope you all have a great day and I will be back with you next time. Who is your relationship coach? If you don't have one, I would be honored to be your coach. I created a virtual program called Enlightened Relationships Academy that I would like to invite you to join me in, where we address challenges work on your goals, and together create the life and the relationships you desire. When you are ready to take what you are learning on this podcast to the next level, then come check out Enlightened Relationships Academy at 
lindsaykporter.com forward slash ERA.